0: Feeling tired at the gaming table? Want to hear foul-mouthed jackasses poke fun at gaming companies when they screw up? Want an honest, street-level opinion from a team of gamers that call it like it is? Then Blunt Force Gamers may be the podcast for you. <laughs> Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and gamers of all ages.
1: Oh god, it smells in here. <laughs> yes,
0: it does. It is us, the Blunt Force Gamers, and I have just Blunt Forced the rest of the group.
1: Uh, it is I, your
0: host, Game Goblin, along with...
1: Uh, the moniker... next. Darth oh, Blasphemous.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: I apologize for our unusual intro here, but... The fajitas from last night have caught up to me, and everybody else has to sit in the vapors. The fajitas
1: caught up with you, and they hate-fucked the cigarette smoke. And this is the result.
0: It's two great tastes finally (laughs) together at last. Enjoy. (sighs) Savor the flavor. And while you're savoring, we're going to talk about... The type of gamer you want to punch in the face. Well, right now,
2: it's the gassy one. Right
0: now, it's the gassy one. Hey, you know, it's not the first time I've ripped ass in a room, but at least we're not rolling dice right now, so there's that. There is, like, I I was that gamer. People wanted to punch in the face, especially if I eat down at the local Tuck area. And they got these really phenomenal, I mean, oh, my God, they're to kill for uh, quesadillas. Yeah they do. But within like an hour and a half afterwards you will grease the walls.
1: <laughs> you're not, so that's just sign of good Mexican food.
0: And so the player who goes out of his way to eat delicious food that makes you go, Hmm, yeah and then in a half an hour later you're sitting there going, God open the window. I don't care if it's thirty degrees out. Open the window <laughs> <laughs> That guy needs to be punched in the face. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna start off... Oh, 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 yeah, that's right. Real quick before I start off, this episode is quasi-semi-kind-of-partially-sponsored by my local dentistry. They didn't charge me for work. All right. Because Mm. stuff and things. You you know, let's, let's give a round of applause. And he's like, you are a podcaster, right? And I'm like, yeah, and he's like... Shout out, and I'm like, okay, fine, fair. You guys, you know, did me a fucking solid. I'll do you a solid.
1: Let's give them a round of applause right now.
0: So while they're not throwing money at the podcast itself, they're allowing me to be able to say my favorite F words without having to fit air out the side of my face. So... Like formerly. Formerly, yeah. So North Creek Dental Care down on 128th Street, this is your shout out for providing excellent care to me. And then realizing I'm a podcaster and saying, hey, give us a shout-out. So you scratch my back, I'm scratching yours. Uh, they got excellent hours. They're open on Fridays. Thank God if you're working a 410 shift. They will hit you with the nitrous oxide for 39 bucks, And they will crank that shit up until you are high as fuck. So they do the excellent care. I walked in, walked out, no problems. Alright. So, unlike other discs I've gone to where they've done crazy-ass shit in my mouth and I walk away feeling horrified at the thought of going back, North Greek, I'm not looking forward to going back, but I'm not going back in a frenzy of I want to get the fuck out the door right immediately.
1: Speaking of nitrous oxide, you have no idea how much I regret not saying, yeah, just knock me out when you remove my wisdom teeth, because I was awake for that whole thing. Numbed up, but um, one of my wisdom teeth came in at an angle, so it took them 45 minutes alone to
2: get one tooth out. Yep. See, you're lucky at least you were numbed up. I apparently have an immunity to that shit, so... When they took out my bottom wisdom teeth, I was awake and could feel everything.
0: Hey, like I said, I went and got dental work done the other day, and I was still high as a kite, uh-huh. and only it was topical and a couple of injections, and I was still pretty much fucked up after coming home, and it took about 45 minutes to get home, plus another 30 minutes, so it was about an hour and 15 before I could feel my face again. Yeah. Yeah, so they that's, hit me hard. That's
1: good
3: shit.
0: Yeah, they hit me with the good shit, so... <laughs> You need dental work done, and you're on a budget, and they got pricing plans and all that. So I have to give them a shout out because they scratched my back. So, yep. All right. On 128th Street, just by the freeway. That's our paid advert. Like the first time we've actually had a legitimate paid advert. Sweet.
3: <laughs> that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean...
0: that's like the first time somebody's like, "Oh, you're a podcaster. Give us a shout out, and we'll knock some of the the price off your dental work." All right. So that Fuck it's, it. it's yeah. technically sponsorship. Yeah. Technically.
1: Sponsorship in my book.
0: So I... I It's a Squid Pro role. Yeah, Yeah, I know. So, (laughs) hey, maybe... We're going places, kiddos. We're going places. Maybe somebody will actually give us money in the future.
1: Hell yeah. That would be nice. super cool. That reminds Um, me of something I need to bring up after we're done recording. But let's continue.
0: I know. Uh, So, I'm going to have to start off with the person I would like to punch in the face the most. The moniker. And a name does come to mind, but of course, we're not going to name drop because I've seen this type of player before in other games. Mm -hmm. Is the D.Va. Oh, oh, yeah. The one who has to take the goddamn spotlight away from everybody else at the table, and basically... This is, is my story! This is my story. It's between me and the GM. Nobody else here really matters. And, of course, if things don't go to plan the way that D.Va wants, they will fucking throw a conniption fit. <laughs> They'll
3: throw <laughs> things my around the dressing room and
0: be like, This is my game! You're supposed to be catering to
3: me!
1: Yeah, no, and no. I, I I totally
3: get where you're going with that. And I
1: think it should be important to note that the diva can come in many forms. It can come as the edge lord. It can come as the power gamer. It can sometimes come both. Sometimes, sometimes both. Well, diva does it has many flavors.
0: Other territories, but typically I'm talking about the mindset of the player saying nobody else should really rip- nobody else at the table matters. They'll even backstab the other players to get what they want in game because it's all about them. They have to have the spotlight. Yeah. It is annoying as fuck to be uh, GMing for one of those players because they want the game about them and you're like, look, I've got to remember there are three to six other people at the table other than you that I'm trying to entertain right now.
1: Does the player character who takes items that they know their character can't use but wants them because mine I found it? Do they fall into the diva category, or is that another player archetype?
0: Uh, like I, said, I would the,
1: call
3: that loot whore. That okay. would be
0: loot whore, but divas can do that. I mean,
1: it,
3: it, it, it's not outside of the realm of diva, but it is not something that all of them are going to go for. Okay, so it it's one of those fringe things on the Venn diagram. Yeah,
0: the, the diva is a, a personality that kind of edges into personalities of power gamer or edge lord or okay so if we
1: look at this like like uh animal kingdoms right the diva can be like uh let's see like family or something and then we're going into the more specific subcategories
0: this is kind of yeah yeah
2: right idea
1: okay okay Okay.
2: yeah this is a subclass of one of these other classes yeah
1: let me just say offhand, it's an
2: archetype that can be taken by many classes
1: let me just say offhand that the moniker knows jack shit about biology. So for any biologists out there listening, I'm sorry if I made you cringe.
2: Okay, let's let's think about this. They're all brass instruments. Okay. Put it in your terms you understand. Okay. But it doesn't always have to be a tuba.
1: Okay. The tuba okay. is
0: a French horn.
2: It is
1: funny you say that, my friend. It is funny you say that. <laughs> I'm just saying the diva is a
0: French horn. They are, are the, the divas
1: fucking... of the fucking brass section. <laughs> that, that's what I'm calling. <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> and were you in? musically inclined? Will catch that immediately.
1: Were you in band, or was that just good calling right there? I,
0: I, I have experience. Okay,
1: yeah. okay. <laughs> Cause goddamn.
0: All right. I, I was the guy who pretended to play trombone. Yeah!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Except for me, it was baritone, but that's because I walk into marching band day one as a freshman who's never been outside, you know, the same nine kids, or uh, 54 kids for nine years. band teacher says, great guy, by the way. So what do you play? Trombone. All right, uh, you have 20 minutes to become a master at this baritone.
0: I (laughs) kind of wanted to do um, trumpet. Yeah. Because trumpet is one of the most annoying instruments ever. And something about waking up the entire neighborhood by playing Reveille at 530 in the morning just tickles me. Just, yeah, I want to do it.
2: <laughs> but on the other hand, I
0: looked at Dizzy Gillespie's cheeks. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to look like that when I'm old. If I actually get good at playing this instrument, I'll have these giant chipmunk cheeks like Dizzy Gillespie, and I don't want that. So I went for trombone instead. Which was a bad choice, in my opinion, but...
1: Hey, I love the trombone. It's still man.
0: better than French horn.
1: Trombone is the best out of all of them. Any brass players out there can fight me.
0: <laughs> fight me, bro. I mean, I'll probably <laughs> lose, <laughs> but I'll, I'll throw the right
1: out there while I'm safe.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, right. Blasphemous.
2: Yes.
3: What style of player would you like to punch in the face?
1: The moniker? Oh. Dude,
2: you don't need attention that bad. You're on a fucking podcast. Yeah, I stop, do need attention that bad. Stop being a diva. No. no. All, right. <laughs> all right, for me... And I don't fault new players for it, but any time that you've got someone who just goes out of their way to play the most ANNOYING character, like yeah, I played an SJW Elf because I was bored in game. I was trying to be cheeky and I didn't take the spotlight all the goddamn time, but when you've got that one fucking player who's like, oh, I'm gonna play the, uh, the rogue and I'm gonna steal from the rest of the party. Uh, I'm going to play the fighter, and I'm just a meathead. Grr, uh. I'm going to play the fucking bard, and I'm going to try and fuck all the other party members and their families. And every other thing we come across. That's what annoys me.
0: Ah, oh, yes, the horny
2: bard.
3: So you oh, don't like
2: bard. the trope players, is, is what I'm hearing. No, I'm okay with trope players as long as they're not doing it specifically to be annoying in a bad way. Okay, you can be annoying funny haha when it's little bits and pieces like once or twice in game. But when your entire gameplay is, I'm going to be the most annoying character. I'm going to try and uh, steal from the king even though he's giving us the mission. We're in his throne (laughs) room surrounded by 30 guards who are level fucking 12s and we're level one. That's the shit that. I
0: know me. where he's going with this. A player that doesn't take yeah. the
2: game serious when I say this is a serious campaign. Can oh, I, just, I get? Die. Can I pose a question to my senior GMs here?
1: Mm. So how do you guys deal with
2: that? How do you
3: deal with that?
1: Yeah, Ooh. I mean, in game
3: or real life? Uh,
1: both. and and, and I'm going to make a serious tone here. How, 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 do you, how do you deal with that in a way that doesn't cause a lot of drama and, you know, what, what are some success stories you guys have had? Uh,
3: you know what? My success what? story
0: involves uh, three uh, six-penny nails, a hammer, <laughs> and a draw knife in a large wooded area where no matter how loud someone screams, local hikers
3: won't hear it.
1: I don't doubt you. Kaz. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: I would say, like, You either, you have to put the full mode of like, look, dude, what you're doing is not fun for myself as the GM or any of the other players at the table. You need to dial it back to something way more manageable or out entirely. And if they continue to do it, that's their first warning. Once they hit, once they do it, you know, eh, a session or two more, you get... These are habits now. They gotta slip back. They gotta break the habits. You know, mm-hmm. Give them a couple of sessions of grace. They do it after session three. After that warning, that's warning two. If they don't shape up immediately, they're gone, and that is that. Because okay. you have to, you have to, as the storyteller, take into account everyone's fun at the table, and you have to communicate. You have to be the arbiter. You have to be the man who tells gods what to do. Yeah. You have to be that guy and if that means that the gods are saying this man does not exist, funny story, that man don't exist. So, when you guys do, when you guys have
1: encountered stuff like this in the past, <laughs> is it, would you say it's more of a case by casing or would you say it's, um, they're getting too into it and they forget that it's supposed to be like a cooperative effort? Okay, I'll give it's it to 50-50. Okay. Um,
2: you were there to see what I did when someone was playing a character that was super disruptive to the rest of game. Yeah. You saw the Jiggles synopsis happen. You yeah. Were there. Now the other ways with um, our newer player, you know, I know this is first time with a serious campaign in this way, but he's basically already been given his notice of hey, it's your first game session, but you can't be trying to free everyone's you know animals all the time really disruptive to gameplay when all of a sudden the GM out of nowhere has to role play the fucking animal yeah and it's an animal who you guys had tamed a year ago so this thing is going from I'm a wild animal to you know I really like having someone hand feed me every day hmm. you know it's one of those things so there are two ways of doing that the new one I'm gonna have to see how this goes but the way you can usually do it for in-game is like what you saw with jiggles where you made it in-game repercussions for in-game actions yeah, and that's how you can play a real world where they're going to be doing something, and you have all the uh, NPCs who are affected by that react. I see. I see. but out of game, it's just like what we had happen with our first uh, ranger, where they just got asked, "Hey, you know, if you need to take some time from game, go ahead," and they just haven't been back. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta do that.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah, and, you know, that that feeds in
3: with anything. Um, I think the player type that I hate the most... Don't do things deliberately stupid.
0: Give in your anger and your hatred. No,
3: those, like, those, like... These fuckers, they fall into this almost diva category.
0: You're you're talking about the red button players.
3: Yeah, the red
0: red button, I push
3: it. Yeah, it's like, if you have no no impulse control, or you do things that are stupid for the sake of being stupid, or you are just like, I want to go looking for trouble, what do I find? They sit there and giving you like this slack jaw, just fucked look. Especially the ones who take
0: intelligence as a dump stat, so they have an excuse.
3: Yeah. Even, even These same players will do it with positive and wizard-level characters for intelligence.
1: Oh, so geez. it's not...
3: Some of them will do it as an excuse, but it will not be the majority of time. Like, most of the time, the player I'm thinking of, his intelligence is in the 14 to 15 range, even if the rest of the character is not.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's the red-button player.
3: The red-button player drives me fucking batty!
0: Oh my god, he actually like had some volume there for a second.
2: I think he actually went above the bottom third. <laughs> I know. Fight me.
3: Fight me, bro. <laughs> no, like
1: I have to do the Sharon.
3: Those those players Fight him. whatever. It's aggravating because yeah you know they're not taking it seriously as as Blasphemous has said. They're not they're doing it for attention like Goblin has said. So it's like the worst of all three of these categories right here in one fucking player. Yeah. And and I'm I'm not knocking on people with bad impulse control. I have bad impulse control. I admit this. But I also understand the concept of restraint, and that's a concept that they don't get. Yeah. It's just infuriating. And you know like i've said before it, it has to be that that forcible sit down like look dude you're not your actions are not contributing to the story they are not contributing to the enjoyment of everyone else at the table dial it down first warning yeah what yeah. i'm getting from this what i'm what i'm getting to take away here from the three of you
0: guys it is intentionally stupid people doing stupid shit at the game table.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think... It is,
0: it's, uh, it's a common theme that we're starting to get on here.
1: Yeah, it is, you know... I, I definitely think there's that... Uh, there are those types of players who are, quote-unquote, doing it for the walls. But there's also those types who they are just... Rolling it with a way, like, they want to just be the wacky character. Like, it's only... They think they're they want to be the mascot, in a way, you know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, they but, want to be the comic relief.
1: Yeah, they want to be the comic relief, but they're... God it's bless not. them, not that funny. <laughs> I mean, I know I've been there, but I, like since then, I've like... I, I've i definitely gained a sense of, like you say, when to cut it off and how to be... Um, how to be responsible. Yeah, how to be responsible about it, you know?
3: Right. It, there's one... You know, it's different when the character's a bard whose whole shtick is he cracks jokes. That's one thing. No, yeah we had yeah, a hard sure do
0: that one time. it was actually really clever. What? all of his magic spells that he was casting he had it was all written out beforehand in his notes uh-huh. and it was hilarious because all of his spells were based off of dirty limericks
1: <laughs>
0: so I, he's like, I'm gonna yeah. cast a spell and then he had to like recite one of these limericks and it Excuse just me. became a running joke with this character that if he
3: didn't recite the limerick, the spell wouldn't go off. interesting and, and that's, so that's funny that's, that's funny that's good player character and or that's good player and GM interaction because it, you know, it adds to the world, but doesn't take away from it.
1: Can I also say that's um, that's an example, I think, of playing a trope, but playing a trope the right way.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Like um, you know, he wasn't like
0: super horny bard guy. It was just the fact that when he went to Bard's College, he was taught to do all of his spells as dirty limericks, yeah. as a joke by the other bards there because
1: <laughs> that, that's funny. They
0: didn't like him. And, yeah, that's why that he took it seriously. <laughs> and he took it seriously. He's like, yeah. oh, you know, that's I, funny shit. <laughs> I, have to, I have to recite these limericks to be able to cast a spell, and it just stuck with him.
3: It became habitual.
1: And you it'd know, be funny is once the bard gets powerful enough, the jokes on his old mentors. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly.
3: Now another interesting concept about the bards was uh, a bard who only speaks in limerick. Mm-hmm. So like iambic pentameter, the the Doctor Susian or uh, Shakespearean style.
2: Yeah, the the rhyming. Uh, yeah, the rhyming of two bar- lines. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, oh my God! There's the, so many ways to play that. Like, if you if you've got a good a good ear for rhyme, do it. But yeah, it's
3: it's. You know, we're circling back to this issue of, of problem players, and it's. Like, the folks who are smarter than they're acting and they're being deliberately stupid. That was the key
2: word is deliberately stupid. Like, when Fat Matt was playing the character in my campaign in Alpha Farce, uh, which you were in and Gabba was in, uh, yeah. where it's just, I stabbed the statue. Okay. Yep. He managed to bend. Like, yeah, it was a rapier, so you know, it, I'm going to rule that in game it can bend relatively easily. That's what they're for. Yeah, they're peasant swords. He bent it, um, a lot. He stabbed in a statue. It got stuck. He tried to use it to jump, and he just bent the shit out of it and basically destroyed his weapon.
1: Whoa wait. You mean he tried to like, like you seen the cartoon spring, yeah, springboard yeah. up? There's a reason you only see that work in cartoons.
2: <laughs> Cartoon physics is different than real physics. Yeah. And I'm not even going off real physics. I'm talking about in-game physics. Because, yep. I'm sorry, that's another player I fucking hate. The one that tries to use real-world logic in a fantasy realm. Where shit doesn't work like that because we have fucking magic. Well, yeah. well yes a, and no. I, uh,
0: go ahead, guys. Because i mode. So, in rant mode.
2: If,
3: you know, if a player is <laughs> trying to do something clever, like hamstring an opponent or knock down a tower or melt gold to survive a flooding chamber totes
2: let it fly yeah with that I'm cool with but what I'm talking about is when like oh well I'm going to create this giant secret network and then I'm going to steal everything and then try and sell it when I'm like wait you're a federal agent when they're trying to do shit like oh I'm going to conscript this fucking farmer who knows absolutely fucking nothing about what I'm telling him to do and I expect it to work because I'm that special when I've got that's, people who tell me that I can kill a troll if I just crush it... Well, I'm sorry, but they turn to goo, and that goo eeks out because fluids... Yeah. Then it's going to get out. You cannot kill it by just squishing it. It's literally squish it and cover it in fucking acid. Okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> literally, that's written in the fucking monster. Before
1: you guys... Uh, before Goblin, you get into your rant, uh, and not going after what Blasphemous hero saying, can I say the player I want to punch in the face? Sure. Do it. Go for I it. I have always had a thing... And I think there might be a little irony of me saying this, of speaking as someone with an air of authority on a podcast, but I absolutely hate the arrogant player. (laughs) You you know, the one who just, they they come up to the, you know, game table, you know, they got their big dick swinging, they think they're all that, they're, like, trying to dictate to other players how they should do. How they They, should play their character, the backseat gamer. Yeah, the backseat, yeah, I guess you could say a subcategory of the backseat gamer, it's like um, a mixture
3: between backseat gamer and diva.
1: Yeah, it and um, maybe this is my just my uh, experience. But why do they always have a familiar? Have you guys noticed that, or is that just me and my experience?
3: I have seen plenty of arrogant players that play martial classes, and there are no familiars there. Okay, so it's well, it might be that your grouping is limited to a bunch of spellcasters, in which case it would make sense.
1: Maybe, but yeah, just the arrogant player, you know, or who like cuts people off when they're trying to do something. It's like, no, this is how you should do it, or it's like, no, don't argue with me. I know how to play your character, and I see that in war gaming too. Um, th- thankfully, with my friend group, and I-, I know we gave him shit, but, you know, Sparta's my bro, and he's the coolest player to play a game of 40k with. But, like, some of the stories he's told me, and some of the games I've witnessed happening, some people are just like, I want to spend a command point, I want to spend a command point, <laughs> probably want a cracker. <laughs> it just, like, I don't even want to play anymore, dude. It's just, you're not making this fun. I get it, you've been around the hobby for a while, you know how it goes, but... I'm sorry we can't measure up to your grandeur here. You know what I'm saying? I just... I want to punch that guy in the face. <laughs>
3: and Our, this, this yeah. also extends to uh, the full-control uber-minched comboers. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are equally bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I brought it up in a previous podcast. You have. Yeah, in, uh, it's like gaming, that peeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, we, when I was talking about uh, the Rombo comboer. Yep. Yeah, it's Same like... Same guy. Yeah, and I thought you brought up a good point. It's like, if I wanna see the combo, I'll let you do it, but if not, just be kind, you know. No Just do it, do
3: it now, kill me. Exactly. Just, I'm, right here. I'm right here, do it, do <laughs> it. Full Schwarzenegger. Dumbledore's the greatest wizard ever! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's a fucking sorcerer. That whole wizarding world is well, sorcerer. Oh, <laughs> motherfucker. Bless
1: you, Darth Blasphemous.
0: Well, it wouldn't be us if it wasn't for weird noises. <laughs>
2: Ow, that one hurt. You okay? <laughs> I have a collapsed sci- or, uh, nasal passage oh. and sneezing hurts.
3: Ow. Yes! Ooh, that, that, sucks. that sucks.
2: And right now we have no furniture, so
0: you're on the dusty floor.
3: Of your own make. Yeah. Anyway, you have a rant to go to, Goblin. Kind of. Yep. Let's get,
0: this heralds back to the player who actually uses real-life knowledge
3: <laughs> okay. to
0: play his character. And my rant is actually... In their benefit, somewhat. Okay. Uh, one of the first players I met, and it's really strange how you meet characters, uh, players for characters and such. <laughs> uh, this dude I met at Denny's of all things. Me and another guy having a conversation, and he's like, Are you guys talking about Werewolf the Apocalypse? Yeah. We're like, Yeah. And he switches seats and comes over to our table. Nice. Right? Uh, the dude had just got out of the service. He'd done his second tour, and he's finally a free man on the civilian side. And he had been in a Rifts game, and he was the most dangerous player in that game. And the thing was, is he didn't have MDC armor, he didn't have oversized weapons, he didn't have magical powers, he had knowledge. And he was running around doing nuclear detonations. The thing, though, is he had the skill set in character to pull it off. So he was playing to his strengths because this is real-life knowledge he has. It's also knowledge that he gave his character so he could play that knowledge. Now, if I'm playing a character who's a uh, biologist or a chemist, I don't have this knowledge in real life. I have those skills on the character sheet. Mm -hmm. I should be able to go, oh, I can do this stuff in character. Maybe I need to open up Google from time to time see if it's even plausible to do in the game world. Yeah. But I'm not going to pull in knowledge that I have about metalworking. Yeah. I don't have metalworking skills in character. I do in real life. I can tell you the difference between T3 aluminum and O-type aluminum. Yeah. You know, we can go over heat treat standards of how long it's supposed to stay in the oven to age it. Sure, I can do that out of character but not in character. But if I'm playing a character in-game who, say, a mechanic and I work with metal and I give those skills to my character, then I should be able to go, oh yeah, we can't use that kind of material for armor. Or let's go out and get some beryllium and have some fun.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know, that
0: kind of shit. So when it comes to a player character using real world knowledge, in mm-hmm. character they should at the very least give their characters those skills and a yeah. reason why they have those skills.
1: Yeah, I think if you just um, pull the real life skills out of your ass because you know, exactly for reasons you said, it kind of makes your character look a little bit like a Mary Sue that they just knew that, you know, it more, has... more
3: than a little bit. That's 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 starting to get in full on Mary Sue's territory. Yeah. yeah. Or Gary Stu.
1: And Gary or Gary Stu.
3: Do we we can't
0: assume the character's gender anymore. That's
1: true. Fuck you Gary Stu.
0: Fuck you Gary. How many days has it been? What's that? How many days has the uh, death toll been at uh, 1079?
1: Oh, God, I don't know. Gary? (laughs) Gary? Before you go on there, blasphemous, can I just say that's one of my personal pet peeves outside of gaming. Like, if I'm at a restaurant with someone or even um, by myself, you know, actually, no, if I'm with someone because I'll be talking unless I'm talking to myself. Which would be really weird. You've done it. It's, it's actually fine. really normal. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shut up, Goblin. Shut up, Goblin. Uh-huh. <laughs> when I'm having like, like when I'm out to eat with someone and we're talking, and someone overhears us and they want to give their two cents, you know, I'm fine to have a conversation with you afterwards. But I have been in a lot of situations where someone will just start talking endlessly, and I'm just sitting there like trying to be polite, but it's like, dude, I, I just want to finish my burger. You know, like I'm eating.
0: My furs are getting cold. Fuck off.
3: Exactly. <laughs> and you know, you can do that. It's it's yeah. it, it's ultimately the same sort of thing as your disruptive players.
1: Yeah, it's just etiquette. I, I it's, would say though, it's a
3: matter of it's like, look, do you mind if we have this conversation after my food is done? And then we can go and talk. Yep. I don't know over a smoke or something. I,
0: I got a quick idea. What's up? Okay. What's one habit that you have yeah, as a player, Oh, and, and I, I'm definitely guilty on many counts here, what's one habit you have that probably makes a GM want to punch you in the face?
1: Oh, I like that. Um, Blasphemous, you're going to have to answer that one for me, though.
2: <laughs>
3: no, no, it, this, no, this it's is introspective. Oh, you oh. got to do it yourself.
0: You oh, I have to yeah. do it myself.
2: It um...
0: A little self-analyzation here.
2: <laughs> for me? Whoa, you gotta make sure you enunciate that properly. Yeah, we yeah. gotta
0: anal cys this. anal
1: cyst. anal oh. I'm gonna give myself a deep character anal cyst for this episode of our podcast.
0: Your eyes might not have noticed it, but, but your, your
1: brain, brain did. did. <laughs> yeah, so... I like fucking my cat.
0: So that's... that's okay, so yeah, if <laughs> I was fucking my cat, I'm sure the GM would want to punch me in the face.
1: <laughs> I'm just quoting Planket. I don't actually practice know, bestiality. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, are we starting with me, or did one of you guys... Start uh,
0: fuck, I'll start since I brought it up. Okay, okay. I think it's because I can be classified as a mutant.
1: Uh-huh. Uh,
0: in character and out of character, I, I take... A lot of delight in shutting the game down. This was me for years. Yeah. I would hand the GM a note. And I counted it a success if the GM read the note, looked at all of us, looked at me and said five minute break. Yeah. Because whatever <laughs> I wrote on that note that my character was currently doing was so out of left. Yeah. And horrifying that the GM actually had to call a real life break. I call that a success. I'm like, I want to grab a cigarette. Here's what my character's doing. Scribble note. handed to the GM. The GM would look at me and go, really, dude? Read the note again and be like, oh, I need some time, dude. Five-minute break. Okay. Because <laughs> I would just... Jeez, and then some of the stuff I would do in front of the other players, uh, there was one time the classic story that I fed the rest of the group an elven dish that I knew. Uh-huh. This elven dish happened to be legitimately made out of elven meat. Oh, God. Of an elf that I murdered. <laughs>
1: That's about as elven a dish as you can get. Yeah, I, painstink-
0: <laughs> I painstakingly used my spells to preserve his brain. And then we were running low on rations, so I mixed some of the rations with the leftover elf brain. Yeah. Made a phenomenal cooking roll. And <laughs> fed it to the rest of the party without their consent or knowledge. Nice. The GM was the only one in on this, and he's like, you're sick, dude. Uh, there was a one that I was playing who considered himself an artist of pain uh-huh. and had a habit of... Dulling the knives that he used. Oh, no. So he would dull the knives Ooh. or break them off before running them up people's spinal columns and giving them wings. Ah. So he would leave entire towns full of what he would call butterflies. Because <laughs> it, it it was prettifying the land, as he would say. It. He was a artist. A really grotesque one, of course. And I would describe, oh, yeah, I, I grabbed a knife and I dulled a little bit on a nearby rocks and Hey, is there a playground nearby? in the GM would be like, Fuck no, dude.
1: <laughs> Hard no. Hard
0: no. And I'm like, Alright, but- off camera, my character's going to a playground. <laughs> Five minute break. I'm like, yes. I have a feeling that there are many times that when I'm just totally going full on mute that the GM and or other players would have loved to take me out back yeah. and just beat me with a rubber hose. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think. Well, you know,
2: we have these really nice ones at work that have this metal braiding on them. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I,
0: I think that uh, for a good decade there, I was the player. People wanted to punch just for my proclivity of being a mutant. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. Sweet. All right. That's good. Um, I'll go next. I think the thing that I've and I've had a lot of GM's you know give me the askance eye over is I'm very creative in the way that I do things and sometimes that accidentally manipulates the rules into weird ways like having a 20-foot reach weapon <laughs> that's terrifying in its own right and the bullshit that ensues is not quite so much the the five-minute break talk but it is it's like how do I balance this? You cheeky fucker. And then, like, because of me, everything kind of scales upward. Granting that the campaigns I'm in these days are mostly like this, uh, it's not only my fault, but it is definitely one of my habits that I I tend to power build, but I'll also layer on the roleplay. Okay. So I do, like, I will absolutely power build, but I will find it on my own. I'm not looking up guides or anything like that. It's like, dude, how powerful can I make this? And then the gears start clicking, right? Yeah. And then, you know, but because I really enjoyed the roleplay side myself, and I know my GMS do too, I make a very distinct point of hamming that side as much as the power of my character. Which I think is more a saving grace, but that power the fact that I'm I fit into the power gamer category handily is worth note.
0: Well, you may be a power gamer, but someday you may work your way up to my level and be a rules molester.
3: I haven't chosen to abuse the rules yet.
0: I never abused the rules, it was strictly consensual. <laughs> I just happen to be in a manic mood and have all the rule books sitting right in front of me, and I'm like, "How do I touch these rule books inappropriately and make a character?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got I got mine for y'all, and this goblin knows it. Oh yeah, is I'm a guy like yeah, I'm a fat fuck, but I actually enjoy physical labor and doing things. Mm-hmm. But when I sit down to game, and there's a moment where my brain goes, "I'm not doing anything. Time to sleep."
3: And uh, I just go, Whoa.
2: you're the sleepy gamer. Oh yeah, and it's because I I was used to, at my old job, a very active, intense lifestyle of moving fucking big heavy things and then having to put them together with very tiny tools, which fucking sucked. But <clears throat> it was one of those things where for I think the first year of us gaming, I probably slept through half to a third at, at the low end. Of our gaming sessions, like in total time, yep. because I that it would be my Friday working three tens night shift. I'm used to sleeping all Friday, and I did my damnedest to make that work.
0: There were so many times between you and Narcissus, I wanted to put matchsticks between your toes and light them up.
2: <laughs> yeah, I believe it. But yeah, that that's just the thing of it is, you know, no. it's the thing that I have been known for in certain games where I will just sit there and my body's like you need sleep guess what you're gonna do now where <laughs> yeah <laughs> my uh, grognak is the same way it's like hey,
3: yep body's telling me I'm tired I'm going to bed bye but yeah and he's out well,
2: and and it's been that way uh, in not just gaming but in my regular life too where it's like oh I'm gonna sit down and watch a movie with these people cool <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay. That's uh, a habit you'll break eventually.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Or be broken of.
3: <laughs>
2: it says... <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It just takes time, and then once I get invested in the story, like, you guys saw how it was when we were back in the old hot box, a.k.a. Goblin's old apartment with the one-inch fucking windows. Yeah. And uh, eventually, oh. yeah, I was wake, awake a lot more. Of course, that's when I started smoking, too, but... Details you know. are irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah, it was just I became more involved in the story, and that's when I was awake more. Yeah. And it was just one of those things where I had to get to that point and do a big transition of... Before that, I hadn't really gamed on Fridays. I'd be playing Magic, and it'd be I'd be sleeping in between rounds at the shop, and then... I remember those days. <laughs> yeah, and things just kind of changed know. because we couldn't pull off Saturdays because Narciss had another game. Yeah. Anyway...
3: Moniker, uh, you've
2: been studiously quiet. Well, it's because you guys have all gone before me and
1: started talking. Um, let's see. I think with me, the pet peeve, and like this actually annoys myself quite a bit. Um, I'm the one where I can't hold down a schedule for gaming, uh, just because real-life aggro will find a way to sneak in, and it's like, ah, oh, shit, I said I could be here, but I gotta go. Right, the sec because of things. So blessings
3: of Nurgle, blessings of Nurgle, blessings of Nurgle. Yeah,
1: blessings of Nurgle, or you know, uh, like the family needs something, or my girlfriend, or I got schoolwork, or shit like that. So it, it it annoys me. I can't imagine how much it annoys you know my GM or my fellow players how much. when it's like, oh, I'm gonna be here. Oh, he's only gonna stay for a couple. I just said my name, the moniker. Oh God, <laughs> the monikers smudge
0: gonna,
1: smudge. Mark that out, Goblin.
0: <laughs> I guess.
1: All right. Well, you know what? I said my name, it slipped through another previous podcast, so whatever. But it, um it'll get dealt with. That's anyway. The whole point. Yeah, anyway, out. so like it it annoys me with you know my schedule for gaming because I like to have a full day, but I, I can only imagine how annoying it must be for either my GM or my fellow uh, teammates teammates. When I can't hold down a schedule and be there for as long as I say I'm gonna be, so I'm, I'm I'm the one with the weird schedule. That's that's what kind of player, um, I am. That's probably punchable, punch in the faceable,
0: punch in the faceable,
1: livin'able, 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 livin'able. All right, there, music major. Thank you. Fucking French horn. I I was a trombone. Fuck you. <laughs> Don't bring me down to that level.
0: <laughs> Ooh, snap. You know actually it would be a really fun bard though on a side topic here, just real quick. Huh. You know those um, buildings they have where the entire building is a musical instrument and it's full of bells? Oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: can't remember the, the name of it right offhand, but that would be like the greatest bard instrument ever.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: uh, we you call have, those like, Catholic a, cathedrals. You have like a free <laughs>
0: building filled with literally tons and tons and tons upon hundreds of tons of bells. <laughs> and you gotta lug that shit through a dungeon? God. Dude, dude,
3: just have you it on like stylize, the, You'd have to stylize like a Dyrns or an instant fortress or something like that. Just carry it around in your pocket, throw it down on the battlefield. You're and start going 10-0. to town. Quick, get your instrument.
0: No, what you do Damn. is,
1: you know those like a platforms that they use to move shuttles, like space shuttles around. Yeah. Have it on one of those, but have it instead of you know being mechanized, have it just pulled by like a legion of horses. <laughs> like, guys, wait! I get uh, thirty spaces to move. Fuck.
0: By the time you get upstairs feet, Into the me. room that you actually play yeah. the uh, keyboard on Yeah The combat would be over and you'd be out of breath <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let yeah. me inspire you <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> Gotta go up more flights of stairs Fuck <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be great By the way, um, just on that note Ah, huh, music puns uh-huh. uh, there It's not a building, but there is a structure like that If you're interested in England uh, Where it's just a bunch of pipes, kind of in a spiral And it's called the Singin' Ringin' Tree Worth looking up.
2: Don't it's- forget about the Sagrada Familia. Sagrata Familia. Well, don't fret over
0: the music puns.
1: Uh, don't worry, I'm not uh, troubled. Uh, 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 there
2: we go. Uh. Oh,
3: sorry, I had to scale it up. Are we are we are we just gonna fall flat on
1: these?
3: Womp <laughs> womp.
0: <laughs> okay, that was a minor digression there.
3: Before we get in let's more trouble.
0: Major digressions. <laughs>
3: you know, we uh, want to
0: leave
2: it on a high note today, guys. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <sighs> Where are we at
3: for
0: time, cop? <laughs> uh, we are at fucking close enough for... <laughs> Rapid fire!
3: Hey, you know, we can't,
2: <laughs> we can't help it if puns are our <laughs> forte. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. It's
0: pronounced fort, you jackass.
2: Forte. Oh uh, no, it's pronounced Fortnite, you guys. Fortnite. Fortnite. Fortnite.
3: <laughs> uh, stab
0: me. Since we're talking about problem things in this, uh, area. For Problems. Problems. Okay. Problems.
1: Problems. Worst Problems.
0: Worst game system ever.
1: Okay, you talk about console? Or, uh, ab- have period. period. Oh, okay, period. okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: for worst game system, period, and I am just gonna, just, Rule it out here because I know a lot of people are fans of it. Yeah. I used to be a huge fan of Marvel's Faz Rip system. Uh huh. Uh, Fighting, agility, strength, blah, 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 blah. They just shortened it to Faz Rip. Yeah. Excellent system. All you need is two dice, percentiles to play the entire fucking game. Simple and easy. Almost as easy as playing uh, the book right there, Vampire the Masquerade, which you only need a handful of dice for. It's simple, it's easy.
1: I really want to. You just add numbers together,
0: you roll the dice, you're done. Yeah. Easy. I love those systems. Even TFOS is easy. Rollmaster in comparison is easy. Cinnabar in comparison is easy. Uh-huh. Amber in comparison is easy. GURPS in comparison is easy. GURPS. Palladium in par- comparison. Okay. I'm just going to say everything else is easier. Okay. Worst game system ever. And they should have had the license pulled from them before publication. DC Heroes,
2: the role-playing
0: game, tabletop edition. We're going back in the 90s here, worst game system ever. You open the book, and all you're like, go doing is just flipping through pages going, how do I create a character? How do I create a character? Because character creation is fundamentally important to understanding the game system. Okay, I mean, any game that you get into, you should make at least a character for before you play the game. Just as a throwaway, so you understand like the terminology of the game. What does this mean? Ah, now that I've created a character, I understand what the ATK VLU is. Yeah. You know, things like that. How does my strength score factor into my superpowers? If I create a character, it will tell me. This is why I'm a big fan of the Tristat system, because they tell you things as you build a character. By the time you're done building a character, you're practically an expert. I see. It's simple. It's easy. DC heroes, no chapter on character creation, yet they expect you to understand what the fuck they're talking about
1: that is gross
0: and you can go from page 1 to the final page all while having like massive amounts of Oregon Trail level dysentery (laughs) and still not understand a fucking thing when you get to the end of it and yet all the characters they give you are the DC heroes themselves Ooh, you can play Batman, you can play Green Lantern you can play fucking Frozen Arrow or whatever the fuck character you want but you can't make your own.
1: That's dumb. So not only
0: can you not make your What's own What's the point? ...to interact with the DC Universe... Yeah. ...they give you no character creation guidelines so you have no idea anything in the book what it means. Huh. Even when you go through the glossary, their explanations are kind of ho-hum.
1: That sounds like it was... Um, that game was made by people at Marvel at the time who were trying to cash in on something like Dungeons and Dragons but had no idea of how to actually no, no, write No, it wasn't
3: Marvel. It was DC. Oh, DC,
1: DC, DC. DC excuse me.
3: Yeah, Marvel's it's not, was good. Did yeah, yeah it Marvel's sounds like Marvel's system was good. Yeah, it
1: sounds like some folks at DC were trying to cash in on, you know, a Dungeons and Dragons or role-playing this, type game. This was game. very
0: early on in the 90s when role-playing was first starting to really pick up some steam. Yeah. And, yeah, it probably was a cash-in yeah. Unfortunately it was one of the crappiest write-ups ever. And I I'm not going to fault the people who wrote the game per se. They were probably put on their crunch time. They're like, hey, we need to put out a game book now. Marvel's making money. Yeah. And somebody was like, Yeah, we're just gonna shove this shit out, put it on the market, and make money ourselves, because writing a role-playing game has to be easy. Yeah. <laughs> make some shit up, put it on the market, and there's a reason why nobody plays a fucking game because it is trash. Yep. Worst game system ever for role playing and I know there's some really bad ones out there but this one I'm putting in the top one slot of somebody needs to fucking be put on a bonfire
1: <laughs> All it right. is
0: garbage and that is my rant for rapid fire
3: damn okay. alright Uh, best or worst system Uh, I had a fair like I never I never could wrap my head around Yu-Gi-Oh I just never could Pokemon magic totally cool got those but like Yu-Gi-Oh blew my freaking brains in the worst ways Danny like, you under- took mine so there's that and I think on a uh, you know what I'll come back to you come back to me I gotta actually put thought into this
1: okay um, I'm gonna say Yu-Gi-Oh 2 well I like the art and stuff and like it's, it's fun it's very anime kitschy but, yeah, the game, like, it relies, you know, sometimes you can make or break a deck on whether or not you have cards, you know, like from booster packs. It's not like you can just, you know, unless you're trading with friends, just go specifically for that card, can make a break or deck, you know, theme decks are just, were bullshit to deal with. And I'm talking about when I was playing, so this would be very early in Yu-Gi-Oh! It was fun, but at the same time, I hated it, because I would just continually get creamed by people who just had more cards because they had more money, and... They just had better access to the stuff, so... Oh, so it's it's pay to win. Yeah, it's pay to win, in my opinion, so...
3: Yu-Gi-Oh. You know what? I I respect it for what it
1: is. I respect it for what it is, but at the same time... Can't be bothered.
3: I knew what I was going with. Fucking phone games. Or, like, Facebook-style games. Fuck those things.
1: Yeah.
2: Pay to win.
3: Yeah, not much
0: needs to be said about phone games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty obvious.
2: Indeed. I mean, they are pretty bad. But no, for me, the number one thing uh, in a, like, the worst game, I always found to be the ones that are so incomprehensible. Like, fucking, you guys remember Bakugan, right? Oh, God, yeah. Like, oh, my God, that thing wasn't, like, they were like, this easy, you, you do the things. I'm like, so I roll the dude out there, he pops out, but now I'm my stuff on my card, and you just killed it, and I gotta pick him back up again. There was an fucking air-
1: incomprehensible. There was a time, kind of like in the early, early to mid two thousands, where like Japan was just like spitting out a lot of these weird, tropey games, like uh, fucking uh, Beyblades. Oh god! Yeah, me and my friends would try to get into Beyblades, but it's, it's again, it was pay to win because more money would get you the better tops
3: that doesn't even surprise me yeah it feels like the pay-to-win model has been
2: around for longer than
1: you guys like remember knowledge do you guys remember beat 'em on
2: oh god you remember that yeah. Oh. Yeah, at least we didn't have pogs man Yuck.
0: hey pogs rule
2: pogs yeah pogs are forgivable com-
1: forgivable compared to things like Beat-a-mon. and you know
0: if they were still popular right now i would be like taking so much scrap material from work yeah like our fucking 220 steel uh-huh. and just cutting slammers out of it.
2: <laughs> oh my god.
0: It'd be like, you want a slammer? Here's a 5 inch disc of steel. <laughs> you can put it through a car door.
1: <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> uh...
0: Alright, well, that's uh, it for me. I'm going back to my lair.
1: Alright, uh, moniker is out for this week.
3: Doth Blasphemous signing off. Kazakan, back to the skies.
1: need to bring back pogs that's as good as i got this week